Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Nevermind the Buy Box. This afternoon, I am joined by the lovely uh, Amanda Hill from the Social Media Cafe. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi. I'm very well, my dear. How are you? Good. I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm off on holiday on Friday, so I just had to get it in there straight away. And so uh, <laughs> off on holiday, so uh, I am feeling pretty good in that respect. So um, just let us know if you can see and hear us okay. Uh, we've got people jumping on. People are joining us. We've got hi, guys. Uh, who else? Hail, hail. Um let's just oh as always i forget to jump into the comments to see who's here we've got marta hi marta i've got your message um but uh i haven't got round to uh diving into my inbox today i'm afraid yeah just let us know if you can see and hear us okay mark's joined us uh hi mark good to see you we've got chippo we've got rosie we've got debbie everyone can see us which is good 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 um depending on which facebook group you're in i have to keep a i'm just i'm just dying for someone to invent a streaming system where you get all the comments all in at once and you don't have i'm working on like three different uh devices here which for me uh i'm a good multitasker but not a good technical technology multitasker so uh we'll, we'll have to do the best we can um so yeah okay i think everyone can see and hear us that's good so uh yeah today uh amanda has uh, agreed to come on and join us we're going to talk about a few different things today uh it's always great to have a fellow female entrepreneur uh joining us live anyway uh as well so that's always uh, always a good thing when that happens um but i want to kind of talk amanda about um, your business journey, which, you know, probably a little bit like myself, it's quite extensive. So it'd be good to get uh, a good background from you. But one thing that we've connected on recently, um, since, you know, that we've had uh, good conversations about is the, the need to, you know, get back into networking again, especially if you are solo entrepreneur. And that's something that Amanda feels very passionately about. And so we're going to be talking about that and, you know, the benefits that can bring and also um, what we can do to help facilitate that because Amanda has got an exciting announcement to make uh, about an event that we will talk about uh, a little bit later on that's going to be coming up that is going to allow us to connect again uh, on that uh, Amazon community entrepreneur e-com seller level. So really, really looking forward to that. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, oh, who spoiled it and said that they're watching from Mallorca by the pool? Who's showing off? We don't <laughs> want to hear that right now. Um, I, I Wait until next week when I'm watching from Turkey from the pool next week and we can join that. Um, someone said, Amanda, I love your t-shirt. Uh, believe, um, yeah, it's because I'm logged into the wrong thing. Let me just jump into it. Uh, hang on a sec so I can see those comments. Uh, it's Steve that said watching from Mallorca. I was there a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully it's just as hot and lovely. Uh, Andre's joined us as well. It was Rosie that said, love your t-shirt, believe, definitely. Uh, so, um, uh, I think, uh, we've got a few people that have jumped on now. So, uh, Amanda, kind of over to you. I know most people in this community, um will know of you um but if you just want to give us that kind of introduction uh to yourself and then tell us a little bit about yourself and and how 
how you got here. Um, don't worry, we've got a long time, so we, we can cover it. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. And whoever said, gorgeous girlies, we're liking that person. We don't know who it is, or I don't know who it is, but thank you very much. Uh, for who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Yeah, we love flattery. Know, it will. It's Rosie, the beautiful Rosie. Flattery will get you everywhere, guys. You know, just just totally. just be aware of that. <laughs> totally. So, gosh, who am I? I'm a northeast girl. Uh, you may or may not. You'll pick it up on a few words in the way I speak. I now and have done for gosh thirty something years lived in London. I started as a journalist at 17 for a national newspaper you might have heard of called The Sun, who dumped me on a press agency in York, literally, uh, to basically go and do it. And who knew then that learning to write and interact with people was ever going to be such a big thing? So without giving my urge away, because that's not a good thing, um, we didn't have... (laughs) We didn't have all the power of these funky little devices. We had a pocket full of 10 pence pieces and um, a payphone to ring stories over. So that kind of gives the uh, game away a little bit. Um, But computers came into my school the year behind me. But because I was dumped on the press agency at 17, they had computers they also sent me to learn to type probably on one of these, you know, where you've got the teacher with the ruler thing going on. Um, so they stop you looking down. So I did learn to touch type, but I think that kind of long since disappeared. Um, and I ended up in London with computer skills and shorthand that people didn't have. I spent an awful long time working in big corporate spaces from startups like Energis to the stock exchange and my last city place where I was permanently was Merrill Lynch, which is uh, a large corporate bank that managed to go bust overnight and got bought out, as many of them did. Uh, That was was after I'd gone, by the way, nothing to do with uh, the repackaging. It wasn't like a a Nick (laughs) Lehman situation. (laughs) There's not going to be like a Netflix documentary with about, no, I meant you, Amanda. (laughs) <laughs> not guilty. Uh, they did actually say, would I like to learn to trade? And I wow. said, I'm not nasty enough um, because I could see patterns in stuff. And I always have. And I never, ever realized what it was until um, a business coach I was working with a few years uh, back is ex-military. And he said, but Amanda, you spot the patterns. And I didn't ever see that's what I was doing. Mm. Um, which is quite funky. So, gosh, I left the city to set my own business up. I hated the... I'm going to be horrible. I don't like being horrible. I didn't like the ethics of the people I was working with. Yeah. And they were not my kind of people. Um, They Mm. were all in for themselves. And basically, they were quite rude and quite um, money being thrown about recklessly. Yeah. I mean, their coffee, um, on a, they had the state-of-the-art coffee machines in their offices, and they sent out for whatever was the in coffee of the day. Um, so I went and set up a business in the event world, and I started training, doing event training and stuff. 
And I'd go into the office covered in glitter and tell them that I was training to be a go-go dancer, which they believed. Um, (laughs) I wasn't, but that would be fun. And what I did was I started trying to um, be found online. So I curled up next to a radiator and worked out what made the phone ring. So what did I do? Where did I go? What did I post that actually got something to happen? And it was all trial and error, literally posting in different spaces, um, early adopter of um, eBay and then Amazon, which when I first went on Amazon, I completely and utterly cocked up in a big way. Um, I was far, far too successful in a very, very short space of time because everything that I'd learned online of how people find stuff and what works, I then picked all of the top things, which I think at the time was Ben 10 and stuff like that. And I thought, well, if I just do this and I repeat this and I do this and, and then all of a sudden all these orders and there's me in a back bedroom and I'm thinking, Oh my God. <laughs> what have so, I done? Yeah. We've all I, had that moment. Well, I crashed and burned the first time in such a spectacular fashion. I thought, okay. So I went off and poodled and did a few more things, and there was nothing out there to learn. There really wasn't. And I'm a real avid, you know, I I, I love to learn and I love to teach. So when I've mm. learned something, I love to pass it on. And it was sort of really getting back into it. I knew it was a numbers game. But what I didn't understand was all about ranking. And we didn't have funky tools like we do now to help you. No. Um, even when I started again, I was, um, should we say, just a tiny bit naughty. Um, mm-hmm. Selling stuff I didn't have. And I was going to a warehouse local to me and literally scanning with my phone and just uploading everything that I thought they were going to have lots of. And then going to buy it. And obviously you could download daily when you said you'd shipped something. So yeah. I didn't I didn't really start very well. I was very naughty selling things I didn't have. And just sort of learned more of what and how people were buying and understanding more about the ranks of products. And then I needed to find people to help me and to work with. And a friend of mine wanted to come on board. So we were then sharing stuff together and knowledge that he was finding and I was finding, we started to share. And then a little bit more online, finding new people. And then we realized the further out you went and the more people you spoke to, you were actually getting help from all sorts of different people. So Mm -hmm. the arbitrage um, side, we were raiding the pound shop. And I'm not even going to mention the line that it was, because otherwise the world and his wife is going to go and do the same. But it was (laughs) one one line that was hitting the pound shop. The manager basically said, I'll tell you what, Amanda, we won't even put it out. We'll ring you and tell you the pallets arrived and come and see what you can get in your car. So very early on, we realized the power of working with people and networking with so many people out there. Um, And it was just a growth thing. But originally, it was a back bedroom. And there was several reasons for that. Um, My husband got sick. 
he had throat cancer and we honestly had no clue what was going to happen. So everything that I was doing in my social sphere, because obviously having writing experience and understanding how to rank on Google meant that we were doing really well with that as well. It was everything just pulled straight to home as he had his treatment. And even though he was very fortunate to have private health care, and anybody on this call who's going through it, or I've got family members going through it, I feel for you it isn't. a good space to be and you sort of have an expectation and you just have to take a step at a time but one thing that he did say to me was can we just pay the mortgage off so I had to then work out how on earth I was going to do that so I now have a why for the first time in my life you know I mean as a kid There wasn't a lot around. Single mum when it wasn't a thing. Uh, Father disappeared when I was three and came back 20-something years ago uh, when he decided he wanted to find his kids, and I really had no interest. Um, I've since this year found out that he actually died five years after I met him, but he he was, forgive the the term, but a sperm donor, and that was it, really. (laughs) Um, But it didn't ever stop me if I wanted to do something then it was, right, what do we do now? Okay, let's go and look at this. Let's go and look at this. What happens if we do this? So it was a learning thing. And then when I had the biggest why in the world, I just put my head down and went for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what type? I I know it's it's really hard. And we, we talk about this on The Hive. We talk about it here. We talk about it in all these different places that having that why is so important and sometimes people are like okay I need to develop a why but you kind of you can't just sometimes manifest it you have to have something that happens to you in order for you to truly see what it was and you know uh, the the same thing happened to me you know and it's happened at different stages in the life and I and I think your why can shift as well you know it's always it always revolves around the same thing but identifying it setting it out so that really set you on um the journey um the position to where you are now because obviously like I said early adopter of things and by the way guys when we were talking about Amanda being naughty on uh uh Amazon we've all done it when when you're a little bit of a uh should I say more experienced Amazon seller there were certainly things like as you presumably you were talking about before they introduced FBA um you know at that time and they weren't as strict back then uh, as they are now so you could you could get away with a little bit more stuff right you could to a degree um but you know what it took me 18 months to go FBA because yeah. I didn't get it I absolutely yeah. completely didn't get it And then when we found um, a product that literally, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of you on the call who've done this. There was two of us sat with a big box of envelopes and the product that was literally going straight out. And we Mm -hmm. were printing the postage. I think at one point I did have a franking machine. And then when postage online came on, that was phenomenal because I was literally going to every post office with bags and bags of stuff before I was getting picked 
pickups. And then my first Q4, it was, oh my gosh. Because when it first started, I thought, oh, well, that's no different to anywhere else. And it was about five, six o'clock and I hadn't really seen any major differences to where it had been for Black Friday or anything like that. And then it just went ping, 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 ping. And my phone sort of one of several times it's run out of battery through pinging with orders. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, we're in trouble. And I had a young lady working with me at that point and she was fulfilling stuff from her spare bedroom. And then I was going to find stuff and do stuff. Now it's a relatively slow ceiling in her place. And we actually had boxes to the ceiling. So six times a day, I was going off to whichever post office I hadn't, um, I'm trying to think of a polite word, upset, that's a good word, um, by rocking up with shed loads of stuff. But it really was just finding stuff that sold and knocking the heck out of it without actually stuffing the price. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, again, everyone has to have that power where they see, uh, you know, the power of Amazon, what it can do. Um, I think there's different stages in in Amazon in particular and and any business, to be perfectly honest, like I said. And you kind of described it perfectly there. I think you found your why, you tested it out, you see what works for you, what didn't work for you, what you like doing, what you don't like doing. You kind of have to find out all the processes build your systems, and then you can kind of go from there. I think, you know, that's quite a natural progression, um, you know, for building the business, testing the water, see what works for you, see what doesn't work for you. I know personally, Matt Cromie, uh, my husband, he's he is absolutely, uh, a, you know, someone that will test so many different things because how do you know whether or not you want to do something or you like something unless you test it and see what works for you? I remember when we used to do Merchant Fulfilled, and it's so funny what you said then about, um, you know, <laughs> making sure that you don't piss off, you know, which which post, uh, post office not to pick, uh, piss off. And we ended up finding a post office um, that absolutely, you know, we got on incredibly well with. And again, building relationships, as Sean has said there, building relationships with managers, stores, important. Um, But not just that, it's, you know, coming around to this networking thing, it's networking on that level, building relationships with people who can help you and you can help them. You know, post office in particular, you know, were still independent businesses then at the time and going into a post office master and sort of saying, look, we're going to have 50 items a day. Can you handle it? Yeah. Leave them behind the counter. We'll sort them out. We'll give you the book. And it's about building. I mean, yeah, you couldn't go in straight away and do it. You have to build the relationship first of all, but doing that. And there would be some that didn't want it. Some didn't want it and some did. And you just got to find out and test which ones do. Right. Absolutely. And it isn't just the um, post office handling it. It's all the people in the queue because they're kind of the people on your doorstep that you really don't want to row with. And also waiting in the queue is time. So you needed to get to the point where you could get a pickup. Yeah. And then once you got to that point, I mean, we have two a day, every day and sometimes three uh, just for Royal Mail now. 
but yeah. you know I, and also you get to know the inside of uh, every or whatever they're called these days oh my gosh yeah. guys if you're ever sending anything with them make sure that it is packaged so well it can become a basketball because that is exactly what they do with it in their um, offices. I would rock up. I was driving a really shocking car to do that with. From an, it, it, I had it for a different reason, but it was a 7 Series BMW. So I'd rock up to the Every Depot in my BM with my pink um, high-vis on. Um, and then, yeah, I'd empty my car several times a day. Uh, somebody's asking, how did I get on with the Royal Mail Strikes? That's uh, uh, Sean, yeah. I used somebody else, darling. As soon as I knew there was an issue, um, I used somebody else because you need to be one step of ahead of everything that's going on in your business. And the last thing you want to do is let down your customers because that basically is putting they're putting money in the bank for you. Yeah. So yeah, I found the the Royal Mail strikes, and it was something that was you know such a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago now. Um, it was such an odd strike because obviously Royal Mail in particular, I remember talking about it on, on Nevermind the Buy Box at the time, probably with Matthew Wright or, or maybe Johnny, is that it's so, it was such an odd strike because you have a business which, in my opinion, is uh, on the decline, you know, in terms of um, lots of competition and Amazon and and, and all this. But yet they're going into strikes to alienate customers even more. It was just a really, really kind of odd strike. I, and I don't know whether we'll see anything like that again. I understand why people strike and, and things like that. But then I noticed we've already had through to the warehouse uh, this year. I noticed that um, now they're starting to really put out some offers for Christmas this year. I'll have to... Uh, take pictures of the brochure and, and put them in the group. So I can't remember exactly what they were, but for the first time I've sort of seen um, Royal Mail kind of going above and beyond after the impact of those stripes, which did affect so many people's businesses at the time. They seem to have gone, you know, done a 180 now and are trying to encourage business back by, because uh, I think you've got to do, is it 16,000 a year in order to get collections? Um, it Is used it? to be 12, but I think it's heading in that. I mean, we do anything sort of up to three, four thousand pounds a week. So we kind yeah. of don't really, um, you know, worry what it should be these days. But just as a word of warning for any shipper, whoever anybody is using, please, I know you have to do tracked now. But if you're using any of the other spaces, don't skimp on your postage during lockdown. Mm -hmm. Royal Mail cost us, I don't even want to tell you the eye-watering amount of money in stuff they lost. And they crashed a friend's 100 grand a year Amazon site. So wow. do not skimp. So Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Um, right. Uh, Gemma says, this is going to be my first Black Friday on Amazon. Not really sure what to expect. Hoping it's going to be a good one. So, I mean, as always, there's going to be so much higher level of demand and traffic that's going to be coming into the site. So definitely it's going to be, you know, I and I really do think that's the, the start of 
the peak if that makes sense that kind of black friday weekend but it really depends this year i think it it's uh one of the areas that we focus on a lot is monitoring the build up in q4 in terms of demand and traffic and i think this year depending on when this kind of mortgage bomb cost of living crisis hits um we could see it kicking off a little bit earlier and instead of it being such a strong peak after Black Friday, um, then we could see people buying a bit earlier um, this year. So um, in that respect, uh, but obviously this is why I always say, uh, you know, why it's good to network and stay uh, on these type of streams because we're always talking about this thing uh, definitely in the run up. But if it's your first one, you know, you're going to enjoy it. There is no doubt about it. Uh, we've got loads of people jumping on. So I just want to say a quick hello. We've got Luke. Hi, Luke. Uh, just saying hello, Redwan, uh, Brianna, Claire, um, Gemma, Patrick. Scott says, hope everyone's having a good week. Karen's joined us as well. Mark Penn says, Tempe to phone. I might remember that. That's going back a while. That was me being naughty and not reading out the comments. Um, and also uh, Mark commenting on the classic bedroom bandits, uh, which, you know, we've all been there essentially with, um, you know, starting our, our business out of a spare room. We call them bedroom bandits, uh, essentially. But what's funny now is it used to be kind of a little bit of a derogatory term. Uh, but now, literally, you can be a seven-figure bedroom bandit because of all the tools and opportunity that we have at our disposal and the opportunity that people have got to be able to outsource their businesses to prep centers and VAs. You can literally run uh, a seven-figure business from your bedroom now, which is, you know, kind of mind-blowing when you think about it. Well, if it is any consolation, Robbie Williams Management, I went up to pick a signed uh, something or other for an auction we were doing, is a house. It's not just any house, but it is the last house on a street, and you see all these random people with bits of kit wandering down the street. And when it acts, they actually open the door. It's like a TARDIS in it. And it's like, oh, my gosh, what the heck have I walked into? <laughs> so they're working from home. It is a, a, a sort of Edwardian, Victorian, very large uh, space uh, in well, um, the other side of London. But Absolutely. But I think that's the thing. You know, it's so much opportunity to be able to do that. And it's not unusual now because when I was younger, um, the only type of businesses that really ran from a home were generally like a dentist or, you know, like a doctor's surgery or, or, or something like that. They were the only type of businesses that, that were allowed to be kind of run from home, essentially. But now anyone has the opportunity to do it, uh, which is phenomenal. So Graham's joined us. So's Dan as well. Hi, welcome, everyone. Good to see everyone here. So let's just talk about, um, you know, you've kind of got your fee and everything's going well on Amazon and, and eBay and some of those different streams. But obviously, you've got all this experience in in writing and um, event planning and, and things like that. And by the way, it, it, I don't know if anyone spotted them yet. Uh, I have to say this. Amanda's in, in her own warehouse and event space as well. Um, but one of the things I love about Amanda is she has warehouse cats. And um, which I just absolutely, I don't know, they are pure white, but can anyone spot them behind lounging on the desk? They're absolutely phenomenal. 
I am, yeah, I was hoping they would move and someone would spot them, but they're Sparko. They are, <laughs> they are literally not moving. But I love the fact that you've got warehouse cats. It's absolutely phenomenal to be able to do that. And they clearly love being there. They're living their best life. But so now you've got this, this space where you run events and also you've combined um, e-commerce with your previous experience of um uh journalism and content creation digital marketing and you've kind of fused it all together i think um you've probably been in that position where uh things were going well under one income stream and and you've developed into um different income streams so tell us a little bit about that what what kind of drove you into developing uh additional income streams outside of amazon probably my upbringing you can't ever rely on one thing. So Amazon's had issues, well, Mail gives you issues. Um, and I am never going back to ferreting around trying to find change in a pocket. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy because it absolutely isn't. But when you're brought up in a family where you don't get what everybody else gets because you, the money just isn't there. And I never, ever wanted to go back to where I came from, not because I'm ashamed of it, because I'm absolutely not. It just made me much more focused. And also, you have no clue what's around the corner. Somebody's suggesting there might be another lockdown. Well, for that, me... That will be Sean again, yeah. Um, I was entitled to nothing. So I had to go and find something else that would bring the income in. Now, the space that we moved to here, the November before lockdown, um, the people here on, are not the best. Let's just be uh, honest here. And we are going to be expanding elsewhere. But mm -hmm. I've found the people that I work with, the people that I come across, and I listen to what they're doing, why they're doing it. I look at the reasoning behind things. So you and I have talked about lots of different things where you can earn extra from doing probably what you were going to do already. And you're actually either getting money back and stopping it leaving you, or you've got an extra amount of income coming in all the time. And you absolutely have to have different income streams coming in from different things that you're doing because you can never rely on one. Otherwise you may as well just go and get a job because yeah. then, you know, if, if you're doing that, then, you know, you want X amount of money in and you've got X amount of certainty and working for yourself, there is no certainty ever. Um, no. We, we all have had the crashes. I mean, we've just had over 900 listings removed in two months and they were very lovely things that have been on there for 13 years that have been a very nice little dribble through of whatever. And then you have to pick yourself up and start again. I mean, even my second major lockdown, I massively messed up. I managed to delete every single one of my listings in the UK the week before Black Friday. Now, bearing in mind, most of them were MF. I was well let's just say a heap on the floor in tears and then I just sort of thought okay and I went and got the report that showed me everything I'd sold 
I worked out what my top 20% of my lines were. I relisted them and we did a hundred grand in four weeks. But don't mess with stuff the week before Black Friday. That's not a thing. What I thought I was doing was deleting all the listings abroad because I didn't wish to sell it abroad. Um, and I thought I was deleting all of them. I was deleting all of them, unfortunately, not in the right place. So it doesn't matter who causes the issues. You need plan B. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've all been there. We've all done it. There's no doubt about it. I just want to scale back to what you said about um, the uncertainty of business. And, you know, we get a mix of people coming on here, talking, uh, we get a mix of people listening. Um, you know, that's what I love about this type of digital networking that we do here. Um, but yeah, one thing you've, I found really interesting there, and when you said it, and I've never really thought about it myself, actually, is when do you become used to the uncertainty of being a business owner and being in charge of your own fate? Because I'm not sure when it happened for me. I'm totally comfortable with it now. I know I'll always be okay. I know I'll always have the skills to be able to, you know, uh, create income streams and diversify and move with the times and all that kind of thing. But now I think about it, I can't actually remember when I went from that kind of worrying um, to knowing that it would always be okay. Can you pinpoint that? I don't think I ever had the worry moment as such and I've always been a tad entrepreneurial my mother had a market stall from one of the boyfriends that she had when I was younger and I remember wandering around um, as I must have been seven eight maybe um, a very wet Scottish market with a, a, a robot on batteries and guiding them back so I think the fact that I knew I could sell something. I've never felt at a loss. And, you know, it's 20 something years since I actually worked for a corporate, but I've always managed to find something that I needed to make it happen and never actually worried about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I kind of take the attitude that I did when I was younger. My eyesight is diet contact lenses I need to know where they are to get out of bed in the morning or I end up with bruises um when I go to the bathroom so as a kid on the top board I could dive off it because I couldn't see the danger mm -hmm. and it was there but if you think about it you won't do it but yeah. if you take the steps forward and do something bit at a time you don't notice that it doesn't come in and interfere with everything that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think so. There is, a, there's um, definitely a little bit of a, you've got to have that faith. You've got to have that courage. You've got to have that determination, that why, you know, we were talking about that earlier. That's so important. And I think you're right. I think it's not necessarily one thing. It's that compounding effect of all those different things. And then uh, I suppose a little sprinkle of consistency as well in terms of doing things, trying things, learning new things. Um, we're going away on Friday. Have I mentioned that already? Uh, you know, 
going to be mentioning it a few more times again this week. Uh, but we're going away on Friday, and already I've downloaded um, some some sort of courses, essentially learning material of some things that I just kind of want to, I just don't want to lay by the pool and do nothing. You know, I want to be absorbing some new information. There's some new skills, you know, the, the world has moved on again. And so I, I always want to be learning, thinking about doing something not different, but, you know, pivoting um, and adding new skills to the skill set. Essentially, I find it so ironic, actually, that, you know, all the time that we, I learn way more now than I ever did during at school or in that period when I had the brain function to be able to absorb it all now. Now I've got such a, um, you know, a, a much more desire to learn. It's ironic when they say youth is definitely wasted on the young. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So um, always having that ability to be able to evolve, pivot, adapt in business means that you have to be able to move with the times essentially learn new skills see you know uh, like what you spoke about earlier where you know you're always looking for that kind of new thing but to adapt it in your business not shining object syndrome right absolutely and you do need to adapt with anything that's going to happen your wholesaler might mm -hmm. go bust the product's mm -hmm. changed yeah. um the owner has come on Amazon. You need to find, but you're you're small enough and agile enough to actually pivot. A big company yeah. that's doing what you're doing, it's got to go to a board to agree a resolution to do whatever. You don't have that issue. You just need to do it better than them and quicker than them. And you can, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a key thing to say. And it certainly reminds me of something that I watched around lockdown uh, time. I hope not all this talk of potential lockdown is, uh, uh, is uh, you know, not, I hope not we're not going to bring it I, I know it's one of those things. I actually saw what you were talking about, Sean. I, I did. So I do believe you for sure. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to happen. I, I learned to be Switzerland on, on those kind of things now. I sit firmly on the fence because I remember last time I was like, nah, that'll never happen. And it did. And then when it didn't, I, I always get it wrong. So I, I learned not to comment on those. But in terms of, uh, you know, what we were talking about, which is absolutely right. And think about this opportunity, guys. This is why it's so important to have an element of being in control of your own fate, whether or not it's you're full-time employed and you're doing this as a start out for a kind of side hustle, or whether or not you're completely responsible and absorbed, uh, you know, for your own fate. What Amanda said there was so true in terms of you have the flexibility and the uh, the means to be able to adapt really quickly to change in markets, new things, recognizing trends. Like Amanda said, if you're like a big company, it has to go through so much red tape. So many uh, people have to sign off on things. Yeah, ultimately, they're going to have the means to be able to do it in a massive way. But you can have um, the, the same level um of results in in terms of you know as someone like coca-cola uh someone like nike um you know obviously not billions that you're not talking about that but relative to where you are and your company and it was gary vaynerchuk and i i will i will talk about this until the cows come home so you guys have 
probably already um you guys have probably already heard me say this but it was gary vaynerchuk who i'm not a massive fan of but you know i don't mind him um he said about it you know at the dawn of tiktok he said about it um everybody has the right level of opportunity now to be able to uh compete with the likes of coca-cola and nike and things like that you have the same level of platforms to be able to do it the opportunity is massive um i don't know what's go uh, going on with the numbers some otps going on there i think that's what they are just one what thing. are they i think they look like otp numbers um but I don't know. what's one, an otp otp one time passcode number that's what they look like. Oh, okay. Luke, I don't know if you know you're doing it, but yeah, uh, it's on there anyway. So, yeah, sorry. Just um, on the speed of things, so a, a tip for everybody um, for Q4. One thing that I found when uh, one of the John Lewis ads came out, I don't know if you remember the mm -hmm. one with the penguin in it. Yeah. As soon as that ad came out, I went to my local wholesaler and I bought every penguin that I could get my hands on. So I tested it first because I have a system, 135, and I'll do them MF to see how quick they sell. And overnight, I sold my one, my three, and my five exceptionally fast the night that advert came out. So the next morning, I wiped him out. All afternoon, he's got people coming in asking for penguins, and I've taken everyone that I can find because I knew that that was going to go. It was going to be, and sometimes it's a hunch, and it's an understanding of what and how people buy. But look out for the John Lewis advert and see if there's something in there that you can get your hands on quickly and easily, but test it. Don't just go straight spiralling in. And take the lot, um, you have to test it first. Yeah, absolutely. But I always say, when people say, oh, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's a hunch, sometimes it's this, I think, well, the more successful you are, you tend to get, you know, the more hunches tend to come off. And uh, the luckier you seem to get, I'm not, you know, I, I've always said that um, you kind of make your own luck, essentially. And the more you do it, the more aware you become of the market how it works understanding demand understanding amazon its customer base and and everything like that because like you said at the very very the start of this it's about patterns and amazon is 100 if you can understand the patterns of demand traffic customer buying customer intent what they're searching for, how the whole system works, then the world is, you know, uh, essentially at your feet. And that's what we teach a lot, certainly in the hive when it comes to, uh, you know, creating your own opportunities and listings and bundles and things like that. If you can harness the power of that, you can build a phenomenal business, um, you know, on Amazon, but off Amazon as well. Because like I said, these skills that you learn in every single part of your business are always transferable. I don't believe that there are, you know, in this type of e-commerce selling golden age, which I believe that we're still in at the moment, most of the stuff that we learned can be transferred to different platforms, uh, different um, marketplaces, uh, globally uh, into, you know, different global locations and things like that. That is why it's so phenomenal to be doing this at this time and not uh, 
to be doing this at this time. And I know we get a lot of belly aches about, you know, the business and Amazon and things like that. But that is only if you stay still. It's only if you if you are doing what you were doing three years ago, that is why you're belly aching about it, because we've moved on. You know, the, the world has moved on since then. So you've always got to be learning, always got to be updating and moving and moving forward with it. So, um, yeah, Luke, uh, I think he's he's found his thing. I just want to pick up on what Sean said there. It's so true. My accountant told me I'll never want to work for anyone else again. He's so right. Multiple income streams are so important. Indeed, they are. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, one of the key things we wanted to talk about on here, which was networking. Now, of course, over the last three years, COVID has kind of denied us the opportunity to be able to uh, create as as many events and networking events. Don't get me wrong. Over the last 12 months, they've started coming back into fruition. Um but having spoken to Amanda, like I said, with that kind of experience of uh, event management and everything like that, one of the things, oh, Warehouse Cat's on the move. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that you're really keen to do is, um, like we've, we've always spoken about, is particularly in the UK, kind of reselling space, essentially. There's lots of big events for, um, you know, private labelers and, and, and things like that. But ultimately, there's not a lot around for the reseller space. So you um, did something just prior to COVID, which was incredibly successful, that presumably had COVID not had, have, uh, have can't speak, had have happened, that probably would have grown and continued. And, and, and now you're only back in a position where you can, you know, start building on that again. So tell us a little bit about that. So the first one that we did was in Warwickshire and it was one of those off the cuff moments just before Black Friday. I thought, you know what, let's do an event next year. Let's do a Black Friday deal and we'll do it in Easter next year. And it was basically mm. get people together in a space for a couple of days because we all get inspired by other people. And at that event in Warwickshire, which we all managed to get to with no issue and then the snow came and we were stuck there for two days. Um, we had, so it was, gosh, about five years ago, um, Al was one of our speakers there. That's Al Carlson. Absolutely. And Celleramp was just getting ready to grow, to, to come out. He, he was playing, he presented of what he wanted it to do and where he wanted it to go. And we had another chap there who got inspired by the other people in the room and he went off and did private label and he's doing exceptionally well and I thought we've got to do that again because it actually sold out of the Black Friday period completely and I think there were only about 48 50 of us there and we were it, it was just great learning from others we were in a space together we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything um and we had a hot tub which was cool um and food and a bar what else do you need really so that Nothing. was cool <laughs> and oh and we had uh somebody who's probably not on the call lesser who showed all the boys up playing pool because we had a pool table as well and <laughs> so then i wanted to go and get it done again so just before lockdown we had two events for al here 
and helped him to launch um, Celeramp, which was phenomenal. I mean, I did say we could only get 20-something people in my training room up here, and I think we probably managed 40-something. And we had people come down from Scotland to squish in here, and then we've got an on-site Chinese, and we were here till I don't even want to know what time at night. We just didn't want to kick anybody out, and they didn't want to leave. So I thought, well, let's go and do it again. Let's find a space. And then I came across this phenomenal space, which was built in the 1800s. And it's got a lake and it's in, it's not really far from here, but you just walk in and it's just conducive to wanting to chat. And two massive open spaces inside for tea, coffee, where people can go and chat together, learn, find new friends, work together and do whatever. So I thought, let's put an event on here and let's pull people in who have got something to help everybody with. So I don't want the normal where you get a speaker speak at you front of the room and, you know, a lot of it is a sales pitch, really. So what I wanted was people who can give back. So as well as um, in the room with whoever is there, they're actually going to do a video which is going to go in a digital goodie bag afterwards. So when everybody leaves that space, they've got so much that they can pick, cherry pick through. And it could be anything from traffic buildings. We've got some TikTok people. And we've got all sorts of people lined up. But it's all people who can add value and help all of the people around to actually do more than they're doing now in whatever way, shape or form. But also they're going to get um relationships that will not go away they'll find out who yeah. the real people are and they'll drift towards people like them and it, it just happens i mean you can't ever say you know what's going to come out of these things but usually you get something special way beyond what you expected um and of course um al and alison are flying in from the states to come and do it which i'm absolutely delighted about but we've got all sorts of other people in the industry now coming to ask us questions, say, well, actually, we'd heard you were doing this event. Is it too late for us to get involved? <laughs> it's going to end up turning into like a two-week event at this rate. <laughs> well, we are limited on numbers. Um, if I can mm -hmm. extend it, I will. But we chose this space specifically because... We didn't want it to be out of hand like some of the bigger events where you never get to talk to people and you never no. get to chill and you're always having to look to see if you've missed something. We want enough there for you to get while you're there. And we also then want you to have stuff to take away with you, which is why rather than a bag full of tat, I wanted a digital goodie bag absolutely rammed with stuff that's helpful to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Scott said is when do the tickets go on sale? But we'll uh, uh, we'll have a uh, well, I, I assume. Have you got a link or something, Amanda? Sorry, I didn't even ask that. I have. They're on the sellerfestival.co.uk site if there are any left. There are still some left, but we did have. Now, I am on Discord and I'm sure lots of you are. Uh, but a bit like WhatsApp used to be, it's a very good way of hiding things from me. Um, <laughs> but we've, we've had some inquiries uh, from a large Discord group who I've never met, bless them. 
Um, so I expect by the end of the week, we've got some overnight ones, which means they can go to the overnight networking. And I think that's where you're going to see most of the special things happen. Some people are traveling down from quite a distance, so they want to stay the night before. We're suggesting the Premier Inn in Enfield Lock because there's going to be a few people staying there, which happens to be across the road from my home. So I might have to pop across to the pub the night before. Oh, <laughs> what a chore. <laughs> so it, it's all about people and it's new people. It's people who you've worked with. I mean, this weekend, we've just um, six of us in a caravan in Flamborough people from different uh, parts of a particular network I'm part of. And we're all really different with different skills. Um, two of them didn't go to bed one night. Let's just put it like that. How the heck they got through the next day, I do not know. Um, and then the rest of the time we were sharing stuff and helping each other. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I think I love, I love going to events. I love going to, um, you know, listening to speakers and things like that. But I couldn't agree more. It's the kind of chats that you have with people afterwards, you know, the conversations that you have, um, those relationships that you build really, really can make a huge difference uh, to your business. Just someone that you, you have a connection with, that you have something in common with, you know, yes, we all talk digitally. Yes. You know, we can converse, um, you know, through the internet on zoom like this in person, but in person is so much different, you know, compared to this, it takes it to another level. You get to, um, understand context from people as well interaction in person is so much different than it is you know digitally or written um and sometimes something that you might not pick up um you know in a pdf or a post or something like that someone can explain it to you in person and you can have it at that moment and you can ask you know it's having a conversation essentially you know that's that's that deeper understanding of of that one-to-one -one to be able to pe uh, speak to people but it's the building of the relationships that is is so important you might end up meeting a future business partner there you might end up you know working with someone that has that one bit of knowledge that might change your business and send it in a different direction you might not know what it is at that point but it might become really prevalent uh, you know prevalent at at a later stage so this is why i certainly want to be a part of anything that involves in-person networking moving forward because getting so many people we all know that when it comes to being an entrepreneur running your own business you know 90% of the people that you tell either don't understand what you're talking about probably have a little bit of a snigger at what you're talking about don't get it are not interested you know all these different types of things so it's very powerful to be part of an event where everybody has the same sort of whys and goals, you know, albeit at different levels or whatever. Um, never underestimate the power of that and what impact it can have on your business. And the power of the pictures in the bar when somebody gets completely and utterly silly is exceptionally. <laughs> <laughs> I think there Definitely, might be a few of that. Definitely now, for sure. Find, 
you get the real human being. I mean, we've all seen them. Sorry, gentlemen who are on the call. I can't see who you are. And I'm sure this isn't your way. But you see the look at me stuff, don't you? And it's mm -hmm. all posted of their figures going up and no mention of return on investment or profit or anything, or actually nobody admitting that they've made mistakes. Yeah. And But you get to feel and see the real human being behind, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very different and powerful thing. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, Gemma says she's booked for the event. So excited. Yeah, we're really, really looking forward to it. So there's going to be a whole host of, uh, you know, different speakers like Amanda's spoken about um, in terms of... So what are the options? So people can come overnight, they can come to the event. What Talk us about, you know, so it's a two-day event, right? So we've got two days. If they're within travelling distance of the A10 Hoddesdon, then they can just book and come along on the day. What they will miss out on is the overnight stuff. Um, so there's an overnight one as well. Everybody who comes will get lunch included. Um, anybody who's staying overnight will get, um, they will get lunch, dinner and breakfast included all as part of it. And the venue is phenomenal because we get coffee and cake and unlimited coffee, tea, water, all the way through the two days. And there's some space behind us that we can go out and just chat and chill and lots of big spaces where we can just go and sit on a comfy chair in a beautiful space and just have conversations. But we've also got a side room that will be booked out for different things. And we've got a professional photographer um coming so if anybody has private label stuff or anything they want pictures taking even if it's just them um then we can book them in and get some really decent shots because charlotte is she has a story she's got a rock and roll background that we won't spoil but the shots that she's taken are absolutely first class and you know having that kind of expertise on tap and she's mm -hmm. also going to give people a how-to and a behind-the-scenes for an ad shoot for an equestrian company, which will be part of the goodie bag. Wow, amazing. Uh, Adaronke says, uh, I am booked on also, so I look forward to seeing guys there. Uh, definitely. Just uh, off on that, Norshed, um, Sean, can you come on Nevermind the Buy Box and teach us your bill and council tax saving skills? Uh, pretty pleased. Hopefully, uh, Sean, uh, if you're about... I always ask him, he says yes, and uh, then time goes on. So I would love to have Sean on Nevermind the Buy Box. I've met Sean in person, and he's absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, Sean, I know you love a good event, so hopefully you can come to this one uh, as well. But there's going to be a wide variety of different speakers, um, you know, talking about different things. What would you, would you say it's it's mainly e-commerce or mainly Amazon focused or um, what's it's, best it's to describe aimed, it? It's aimed at um, Amazon people, but it's getting mm -hmm. them to think outside of Amazon. So it's cool. using, for example, places like TikTok to drive traffic or YouTube, which you absolutely should be using, bearing in mind it's owned by Google. And it's helping you to think differently. So instead of just throwing some money at ads and we have somebody talking about ads uh, 
it's actually thinking differently about um, credibility. So you might need to build a very quick and simple website. So we'll show you the simplest ways to do it and the tools that are free or very little cost. And it's going to be um, your business as a whole. So it's not just about a product that you're buying from Argos or whatever. It's about the bigger picture and how to scale because just doing one thing will never grow your business to where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing. It's about having that kind of foresight to be able to know what to work towards as well. And, um, you know, I love reselling on Amazon. I think it's absolutely, it's such a phenomenal gateway business into, uh, you know, different areas, not only on Amazon, but different uh, platforms, different, you know, locations geographically that we've spoken about. And, but you don't always need to, you know, move into different areas, of course. I mean, I just kind of, I class reselling now as uh, on Amazon as it, as it covering a lot of different areas, wholesale, arbitrage, bundles, uh, not necessarily private label. I think that's, that's in a category um, of its own, creating your own opportunities and brands in that respect. But there's so much opportunity. And I think what I'm most excited about, again, is being thrown back into the real world because it's taken a little while to get uh, to get us all back to uh, being thrown back into the real world. But I'm certainly excited about seeing, uh, you know, coming together and talking about the possibilities, talking about, uh, you know, what we think is going to happen in the future. Where do we see AI going? Where do we see this going? You know, what are our plans for this? Um, you know, because we only get a snippet of time together in terms of, you know, lives and things like that anyone that knows me meets me you know meets me in person i i could talk for this i could talk to this about this stuff until the cows come home essentially so being given two days to do it you know it's i'm just going to be in Candyland, uh essentially so it's going to be so much fun i'm really excited to to yeah spend the time of you know the company of like like-minded people for a couple of days it's going to be phenomenal and i think and it's I'm used to it, Amanda. You're all used to it. Adaronke, I've met you in person before. I've met quite a few people in, in person. I think it's one of those if you know, you know, um, because you don't understand how powerful it is until you actually do it and push yourself out of your comfort zone as well. Because again, the other thing that we probably haven't really discussed is some people might be a little bit uh nervous about doing it you know and the reason they went into building an amazon business in the first place is because they didn't want to meet people and they didn't want to talk to people and you know they didn't want to send packages and they didn't want to have to get customers and that type of thing um because that it, you don't have to do that in this business so um you know rest assured with these type of events everybody's in the same boat everybody you know throws in together Nobody eats lunch alone. You know, there's always someone to talk to. There's always a conversation to be involved in, you know, and uh, I just want to reassure everyone that it is probably you're going to be pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit. But as we know, nothing grows, nothing thrives in the comfort zone. So if you want to be on that level of taking you know, that next step up in your business and working towards, uh, you know, scaling whatever your why is, whatever your goals are. These are the type of events uh, where you can really start to thrive. 
Absolutely agree. And no, we'd never let anybody sit on their own. We really wouldn't. That's never going to happen. There are too many lovely people going who will spot somebody on their own that's looking a little bit lost. And they'll go and say, is this seat taken? And, you know, if you actually do want to go and sit on your own, you're going to have to go and find a corner to hide in. Yeah, absolutely. And I always said to you, didn't I, uh, that, well, I always say this at any net, network event, but I said it to you a couple of weeks ago. Personally, for me, uh, I don't like them to be too big because personally, my own goal that I always set for myself at any networking event is I do not consider it a successful event unless I've spoken to everybody in the room, um, you know, and, you know, had a conversation with everyone in the room, uh, essentially. So for me, from that point of view, I love meeting people. It's so, so important, uh, you know, as part of the business, especially if you are, uh, for want of a better word, that bedroom bandit um, and, you know, being able to have those connections with people. Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. So when is it and where is it? It is the 16th and 17th of October and it is in Hoddesdon, which is Hertfordshire. It's literally, if you're driving, it's just off the air It is a pig to find, but there will be a map going up to help any, everybody. Um, and I'll Everyone's probably, got that map now, it's fine. Yeah, it, it, but it's it's in the back of nowhere, in the middle of somewhere, if you like. Yeah. Um, it's in the middle mm. of fields and whatever, and it's just phenomenal. Um, so it's just before Black Friday, so it'll give you opportunities to chat and see and help. Or if you're a bit ahead of the game and you've been going a while, it actually gives you some people of the same level or similar level to you to actually just do some strategy stuff with. Because we all need somebody to bounce off. It doesn't matter what level you're oh, at. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. And I find that this is when... Um, you tend to gravitate towards people that may be um, slightly higher level or, or something, not higher level, that's the wrong word, slightly more experienced or something yeah. like that. I mean, I never want to be the smartest person in the room at the end of the day because there's always something to learn. There's always a new relationship to build, uh, something to, you know, that you can potentially implement in your business so it's massively important to be able to do that uh yana said can you share the link to the networking event so what should we do amanda do you want to uh say where it is but then i think probably the best thing to do is maybe do a post in the group or I or something like that or, whatever, or it's on sellerfestival.co.uk which is currently being updated because everybody's asking me to put stuff on but what we're okay. not going to do is going to put who's doing what when until the very last minute because we've got lots of conversations going on. So, for example, there's a lady at NatWest who works with one of the Dragons recruits and she's looking at coming along to do something. So I'm not going to commit everybody to any space yet of who's doing what because there are far too many conversations going on right now. Um, but yes, yeah, sellerfestival.co.uk uh, will have everything that's on there already, including the tickets. Uh, any issues, just shout me and I'll give Natalie all the links. Yeah, brilliant. We'll, we'll put them up and we'll make sure everyone's got the opportunity, whoever wants to come. Obviously, it is a paid event. Um, the, the, you know, what we tend to do with these, well, actually, it's not my event, um, but, you know, that covers things like, uh, you, like Amanda said, you know, your dinner if you're doing the overnight and and that type of thing. So there's different, there's different um 
uh, options, you know, if you want to just come for the, uh, you know, just come for the learning or the networking. So there's going to be a few different options for people for different budgets. But of course, you know, it's in a beautiful location and gives us the opportunity to be able to to really get get on it for a couple of days of good networking. Rosie said it's a gorgeous wee village, uh, Holderson. I travelled from Ireland in June and found it. So there we go. So uh, we've got someone who knows where it is. The irony is uh, what you, you know, when you're describing the location and where it is, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to find it. I'm sure I'll be able to get there. But yeah, lots of, uh, lots of new exciting uh, speakers are going to be um, added uh, across the thing. Um, spoiler alert, uh, I'll be doing a, a bit of speaking. So, you know, uh, I will be there talking about some uh, brand stuff and, and, and everything. So, you know, like I said, and Amanda and uh, yeah, there's just a, a wide variety of different people, which I love about an event because it gets an opportunity to see snippets of different areas. As I was putting the pictures up the other day, because they did kind of point out to me that I hadn't really done very much uh, about <laughs> the website, but then I already have a list that's more than the 100 people that we can take. Uh, but actually, yeah. I did notice that most of the people involved are women. We might have the odd man lurking about on the corners. Ooh. But if you actually look across all the pictures, a lot of them are women. <laughs> oh, OK. And it's not a women's event or anything like that. It just so happened that it happened. I think Johnny's going to do something as well. Uh, Johnny's definitely because it's like literally you and Johnny live in the same area. So you know, if he doesn't come, it will be, well, wherever it, wherever he is in the world, who knows when it comes to Johnny, but uh, definitely Johnny's going to be there as well. So, um, you know, it's not a, a female-led event, essentially, not intentionally, right? It, it's just, it's who you work with, isn't it? It's mm. the people around you are the first people that you go to for experience, for entrepreneurship, for help, for somebody to bounce an idea off. And it's whoever you surround yourself with is where you're likely to be, you know, the people yeah. you spend the most time with. So it, it was only natural that the people around me in general are female. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, your network is your net worth. There is no doubt about it. But Al, like you said, Al and Alison are going to be flying in on the red eye. Uh, from Texas uh, in order to, you know, and anybody that knows Al as well, um, you know, I've met Al a couple of times, is a wealth of knowledge, not just in Amazon, but also, you know, has built this hugely successful software business, uh, hugely successful businesses before that. He's a real tech head as well. So, you know, I'm sure he'll have lots of insights on on the future for Amazon, uh, as sure. So, you know, that is if... And he doesn't live in this country as well. So it's a really good opportunity to be able to, you know, have a chat with him. He's definitely a top bloke for sure. Uh, so what we'll do, like I said, um, we'll, the website where you can purchase tickets is www.sellerfestival.co.uk. Absolutely. And you'll see. Right. So, so we've got, and we've got Seller Toolkit coming as well. So if you want to meet Norm in person then you get to do that. Um, but yeah, and, and Al and Alison are the nicest people you can ever hope to meet. Really just yeah. it, it, you know, amazing people. 
I love it. I, lo I love their posts when they were talking about their Christmas decorations and, and, and things like that. I'm sure, actually, I went, when it comes to talking to Al, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and I, I think it was, uh, we ended up talking about like Christmas decorations and things like that more than anything else. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, we'll post out the details. So, Pardeep's just said, I'm up for this event. It is going to be limited in numbers. You know, we don't sell anything here. You know, it's not the hard sell, never mind the buy box. This is genuinely about the importance of, uh, you know, networking and how we want to get back into it. And by the way, this is something that we hope, um, you know, will be something that you repeat every year, becomes an annual event, gets bigger, but, you know, obviously not like, you know, too big that no one can talk to anyone. But it's 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 something that you hope can be put together for, for the Amazon community, for the Amazon reseller community year on year, right? Absolutely. And I think we've already had a chat about this going forward. It's much easier when you work together because they come up with ideas that you don't. And I have done lots and lots of events over the years, but I think we need a specific event for our industry, which is why I went with Seller Festival. I did go with mm -hmm. Seller Fest first, but it's already been done in the States. Yes, and it has. Yeah. My names, I then had to go and do it again, which is fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think we'll probably find there'll be quite a few industry pillars that get together to make this an annual event for everybody and obviously take on ideas of what people need and want to grow forward. Yeah, love a good, love a good conference. There's no doubt about it. They're so good at doing it in America. And I know that there are a few around here, but um, there's not loads. And uh, I'd love to be part of something that, you know, really can build that, like you say, you know, um, foundation for people to know that they can come to every year and look forward to as well. Because, you know, when you do work on your own, this is why we always want to make sure that we put something on at Christmas or, or that type of thing, um, you know being an entrepreneur solo one especially it has its pros and cons and some of the cons are you're stuck in a bedroom by yourself not doing anything so having these type of events uh, to be able to go to and socialize with other people as well it can be really lonely being a solo entrepreneur mm -hmm. and you know especially if you have got that kind of extrovert kind of character anyway as well so I always love these type of events and want to be part of building them, um, you know, for the community moving forward, definitely. So really, really look forward to that. So, um, yeah, like I said, this was never about selling it. The The spaces will be filled no matter what. And I'm really grateful to uh, uh, Amanda for giving us the opportunity to kind of throw it out to our community because I want to meet as many of you as possible. I've met so many of you already before, um, but, you know, I love the opportunity to meet as many of you as possible and uh you know that's why uh amanda kindly agreed to come on and kind of give us a heads up before it kind of goes pub public but i don't even think it's gonna go public right because you know it, it's probably not gonna happen um because like i said with the connections and the community it's gonna be one of those things blink and you miss it i think well, I had it all planned, all my social stuff I was going to um, do, everything that we're going to talk about, then all my ads that I was going to do, and then all of a sudden I looked at the list of people who said they wanted to come and I thought, hmm, 150 people for 100 places. I don't think we're going to have an issue with that. Now, we've only got 50 slots for people to stay on site, and I think there's only 20 of those left. 
Um, and then we've got slots for people to just come on the two days separately. I thought, you know what? I'm really not going to have to go and do that. But we are still going to do social stuff going out um, because, Natalie, there'll be stuff you want to share and get out there. Mm. And obviously, the backlinks from there going to your social stuff or wherever you want it to go to is going to become a really good asset for you as well and for everybody else who's involved. Uh, Somebody's asking, is the hotel on site? It's a conference centre. And yes, you are staying on site um, until there are no rooms left. Now, I, if I get a lot more people, the room that we're in is 100 people. So unless we reconfigure it or find another one on the space because it's huge, uh, then we're going to be stuck at that. Uh, if anybody's okay. coming the night before, I've suggested the Premier Inn in Enfield Lock because that's mm-hmm. where people are coming the night before. But we can only stay there while we're at a conference because it's a faith centre. It was built in the 1800s by the Barclay Brothers, um, who went on to form some little bank or other. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it, um, it's just a really lovely space that's only ever been in the faith environment, but now they're opening it to other people. So, yeah, it's not... Diversification. Everyone's at it. <laughs> no, they don't need to. And that's why they're no. really tight on numbers because yeah. the same as us, um, their communities were lost because they're used to being together and they're used to mingling and they're used to being, you know, so the spaces on there are very functional and very clean, but they're not sort of a vast suite in the back of nowhere. They're just very lovely. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really looking forward to it. So um, www.sellerfestival.co.uk. That's where you can get a jump start on the tickets. And some and people the- already have because I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> they've already jumped and uh, jumped on and booked. So, uh, like I said, it, it's going to be phenomenal. We'll be talking about it up until the point anyway, as well. So, um, you know, if you if you definitely want to go, please. This isn't a sales pitch, but you know, uh, spaces are limited. It's not like a fake uh, kind of closing the cart thing spaces are going to be limited so if it is for you but you know at the end of the day um there are a couple of other events as well um which um we'll we'll do a post about um which hours going to be at and i think hours running but one of them is just done in vegas so unless um you've got a time traveling machine i don't think you'll be able to do uh that one i think that one happened a couple of days ago so um and then i think he's doing uh, another one around the timing in nottingham as yeah. well but yeah that's going to be in like a pub or something like that and it's not going to be a very long event uh, essentially that one i don't think it's like a, it's a couple an of hours event. in the pub at night so it's just yeah. literally a meetup for a couple of hours in the pub at night yeah absolutely so um you know lots of different opportunity but like i said if you miss out this time don't worry we are going to do more of this stuff moving forward definitely we're going to arrange something christmas and we're going to do as much as we can to be able to you know get to get get together on a semi regular basis uh essentially you know it's not something we can do every week but we will try um interestingly enough actually uh i <laughs> Funnily enough, I'm away on holiday next week. Uh, So uh, we've got uh, Johnny and Matt are going to be doing next week. And Johnny's actually going to be in New York this time next week because he's going to, I think it's ASD. Is it ASD? 
in America. So big trade show uh, he's going over to in America. So we're going to hear all about that as well. Uh, I don't know if he would have done the trade show already or he's about to do it. So that's going to be a really interesting subject uh, as well. It, it literally is the return of trade shows and conferences and events and things like that. So uh, fear not, uh, Bedroom Bandits Unite, we are going to be able to uh, start networking and, you know, building these things up again. So one last time, www.sellerfestival.co.uk is where you can get the information. And then I'll also do a post or Amanda, uh, if you want to do a post um, and, you know, it will give people the opportunity to jump on board that haven't been listening live, but the replay obviously will go up on uh, YouTube. So if you're watching us like a year in the future or something like that, uh, sorry, the events happen and we all had a blast. <laughs> Actually, we'll probably we'll be talking about another one in a year's time. <laughs> I have no doubt we'll pick another amazing venue somewhere else and we'll have people mm -hmm. knocking on the door saying, please, can we be involved? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. So get in on it early, guys. No doubt about it. So thank you so much, Amanda, uh, for taking the time. Time flies when you're having fun, as always. So we really look forward to, um, you know, joining you there for that event and anyone else that's going to be joining us as well. And also thanks for taking the time to talk to us about your entrepreneurial journey, uh, your businesses and uh, and everything like that. It's been absolutely phenomenal and some really good uh, gold nuggets dropped there as well about whys and goals and beliefs and everything. So, you know, you literally are what you say on the T-shirt. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> it says believe in yourself just underneath. Yeah. And if you don't have that belief, you've just given yourself a handicap. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. So thanks, guys, for listening. Um, you know, like I said, uh, if you do get the opportunity to join us, we, we'd we love to have you there. It's going to be a fab event. Um, and uh, yeah, lots of new friendships. And presumably there might be the odd glass of wine flying the around, you know. Cheap. The bar's oh. cheap, apparently. Love a cheap drink for sure. Uh, Jay says, thanks, guys. You're welcome. So I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I shall be uh, sunning myself on the Turkish Riviera. Do you know what? I don't know if it's the Turkish Riviera, but we're going to Turkey uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, at the end of this week. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Matt and Johnny are going to be here next week, like I said, to get the insight on Johnny being in New York and uh, the big trade show that he's going to there for his business. So it would be good to hear about that. Amanda, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. We'll get that post up of all the details and anyone that's jumped on, we look forward to seeing you there. So uh, thanks once again. Have a great day, everyone. Take care. See you later. Bye.